Real quick before we do anything, just want to share with you guys something crazy. Um, first off, it's been a week of being canceled and things aren't that bad. I will say this. A new study came out uh, concerning protein. So previously, you know, scientists and nutritionists of, oh, you can't consume more than 40 grams of protein at a time. You're just going to pee it out. It's not going to do anything. Uh, and this new study comes out that says within an hour after intense exercise, you can consume potentially up to an unlimited amount of protein or let's say 100 grams. And it increases your immediate anabolic response and that sustained hormonal response to your exercise. So I just we, we're past 30 seconds. I just fucking yammed. I would say probably about 80 grams of protein. It's all I've had to eat today. Got home at 1.15. Was going to stuff my face with some beef and rice, but I didn't have time. So I took this bad boy. I filled it three quarters of the way up with protein powder, one quarter of the way with milk, <laughs> and got after it. <laughs> That's thick. It's very, uh, this is a very viscous shake you made. Super viscous. And with that... Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. So keep the political commentary to yourself, or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. Welcome to Shut Up and Scribble, the most viscous of all podcasts. Hey, shut the fuck up, Rice. And it was good. That first off, Lizzie buys this where I bought it, this bougie ass 50-50 casein protein blend. It's amazing. Now I'm gonna crush my second one of these for the day. You know what I'm saying? Increase some gastric motility there with some caffeine. <laughs> gastric you know motility or mobility? Like gastric mobility, dude. My colon is more motility. Motility. Bro. Motility with a T. Yeah, why is it motility, not mobility? I would say if my if my colon had like if it was like, you know, like if you compared my colon to a car, uh, <laughs> mine would be the kind that's half out of the garage. <laughs> it's not in all the way in the garage, bro. It's half in half out. <laughs> I think I think oh, the shit. I think the adjective motile is like um, movement. Simply. Damn. All right, cool. We're going to make a couple announcements. I think two weeks ago, I was like pumping shit up. I was like, we've got some crazy announcements coming up. <coughs> and then the announcement was me getting canceled. And that wasn't supposed to be the amazing announcement. The amazing announcement is we're going to be doing live shows on site at Wadapalooza. It's going to be a twist on kind of this college game day-esque format of show where we're doing picks to start the day. 30 to 45, maybe an hour long show before the events start. I think maybe on Saturday we'll be going while the uh, slap dicks are uh, starting the competition. Maybe, maybe not. Um, so we're doing live shows. It's going to be sick. We need everybody that's at Wadapalooza. If you F with our show, even if you don't, if you are excited about cross, you hate Taylor. Or if you, you hate me, really show boring. up. You can, you can throw yeah, one. rotten vegetables at me on a stage. Whatever you want to do, dude, we need the audience. We need to fire the heat up. Uh, we're going to be pumping up the workouts, talking about them, talking about who we are picking for the day's events. It's going to be sick. It's going to be nothing yeah, like it. To, there's, there's already a couple workouts out. 
we're, we're still, I mean, it starts in the 11th. And I actually was curious, I asked Pat this, I was like, do you feel like these have come out a little bit early? He said he thought it was about the same as it's usually been, but I kind of wondered if the partnership with the PFAA was just like, hey, can you start to get these out earlier? Can we have all the details? Can we have all the workouts? And that was just kind of something that was, you know, something they vouch for. So it'd be interesting to see if we have all the workouts and details by the time we get down there to start, or if there's still going to be some unknowns, if the final's not going to be announced until the last day or... All that kind of stuff, you know. Listen, uh, sorry, wrong comment. What's up, Zach? Uh, shut up, dude. We're gonna do it better. I'm sure they do a great job, but this is our test run. We're running it at Wadapalooza. We're gonna kick it. We're gonna kick it out of the park. Um, and then just imagine, dude. We have this format of show that kicks off the day's competition. There's nothing going on for you guys to be excited about except for us talking about athletes. It's gonna be sick. Um, if we could get Lee Corso to just put a big helmet on of Pat Vellner's face, that would be even cooler. We can get Sevon to do that from his, from his, uh, palatial estate. From his palatial estate. Okay. So that's announcement number one. Announcement number two, I am going to be running affiliate classes at 7.15 AM Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Wadapalooza at CrossFit Wynwood. Noah's dad's gym, right? Noah's dad's gym. It's going to be an hour class, me and another coach. I'm going to have an assistant coach there. We're running these classes. You're going to get to work out with J.R. Howell and Pedro the Great. So we're getting our freaking fitness in every day, 7.15 a.m., getting that freaking ish in. And if you show up to take one of these classes, you're going to have to pay a drop into Wynwood, which is what it is. But you'll get a free month of SMTP, limited to one month, meaning if you show up all three days, I'm not giving you three months. But you get a free and I'm working on, on Hiller too. You know, he has this firm policy where he doesn't <laughs> make decisions to do anything over 48 hours in advance. That's just mm, how he lives his life. So uh, I told him I'm going to keep asking him every single week if he could, if, if he would go to Wadapalooza and like crash with us. And uh, yeah. if so, yeah, he'll be in those classes too because I'm not going to let him turn down a workout. Yeah, it'll be sick. So come get a freaking savage workout coached by me and my other coach. Listen, with this fucking bullshit. Fuck you, that's not true. And also, yeah, this muck didn't trademark SMTP. You can't trademark that. So I can say that all I want. And I have until technically January 12th um, because this guy has been so generous. Um, We're not going to take that long. We have some ideas. We have some potential uh, names. Maybe sooner than later, you guys are going to find out. But we will for sure have a new... Before Wadapalooza. Um, I hate the word fucking brand. God, I hate that. Just real quick before we start. I know I've been talking for a while, but I saw this post by Proven and Nick Johnson. Sure, he's a great guy, but the post was talking about how we've got all these sweet initiatives to continue to grow the brand. And I'm just thinking, like, who gives a fuck about your brand growth? Give me a cool workout, bro, and shut up. So it's not going to be about the brand with SMTP. It's about giving you guys the best fucking training you can possibly get anywhere else. It's my favorite thing to do. I love working out. I love programming workouts. I love coaching workouts. I love doing workouts. You know what else you love? Saying fuck. You love the CrossFit Journal. I love the Journal. And if if anyone saw our uh, late teaser post uh, made by the great Pedro, it was a – Adam and Eve depiction of Taylor and I with uh, none other than Sevon trying to lure us to some forbidden fruit. 
If you um, were Adam and I was Eve, would you fuck me? Sorry, was that too far? Yeah, a little too far, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, the, something that we kind of want to start doing is we want to start doing a reading. A, yep. reading from, a reading from the Old Testament, a.k.a. the journal. So we kind of want to start this segment at the beginning of each show. We're really into programming. There's a lot of stuff out there in the journal written by Greg about programming, about what it should look like. Um, and that's what we do here. So I, we'd love to kind of pick a, pick a quote, pick a paragraph, pick something we can dig into, stay there for a few minutes, and then move on each and every week. All right, JR. I did not read this yet. You read it. Is there anything that you want I did to not, pick I did out? not read it, actually. Oh, you didn't? Okay, savage. Then let's go. All right. Introduction. CrossFit Journal. If you guys are looking for some of the best journals, uh, specifically if you're looking for a lot of stuff written by Greg, there is a journal article called The Glassman Chipper and The Glassman Chipper Part 2, and I think they have like 50 articles each that Greg wrote. Awesome stuff. Lon Kilgore is also another amazing author of the earlier articles. So we'll start with this introduction. The hey, October... I'm going to interrupt you one second because I've, I've been bombarded with a couple text messages about where we're doing the podcast. We will be doing the podcast at Wadapalooza at the venue on the stage. The podcast stage. Yeah. So if we mess it up, everyone's going to see it. Yeah. Look, we're not going to mess shit up, dude. You can throw rotten fruit. We're going to be cooking burgers and dogs, dude. We're going to have some Oscar Mayer weenies on stage, grilled up, ready to go. Just kidding about that, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be like tailgate vibe. We're psyched about it. All right. So for the online listeners, a I'll theoretical read. template for CrossFit's programming written by Greg Glassman. What year is this from? This is from 2003, February. Two years after CrossFit made its debut on its website debut. All right. So let's not, let's not try to put everyone to sleep. Let's just... You pick a paragraph that you think has gold in it, and then we'll just break it down. Well, I haven't read it, so how am I going to know which paragraph has gold in it, bro? Come on, dude. All right, I'm just going to say template macro view. Let's start here. In the yeah. broadest view, we see a three-day on, one-day off pattern. We found that this allows for a relatively higher volume of high-intensity work than the many others that we've experimented with. With this format, the athlete can work at or near the highest intensities possible for three days straight. But by the fourth day, both neuromuscular function and anatomy are hammered to the point where continued work becomes noticeably less effective and impossible without reducing intensity. Intensity is power. Intensity is power. Intensity is power. This is the most important aspect of your training after you have hammered home your mechanics and consistently can perform your movements with good mechanics. If you're not working out with intensity, you are missing the point of CrossFit. You're not doing CrossFit. So three day on, one day off. Opinions, JR, I train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, rest Thursday. Sometimes I might do a little something. I train Friday, Saturday, and I rest Sunday. So theoretically, that would allow me to get even more intensity than three on, one off because I'm not going three on every block. I'm going three on, one off, two on, one off, and alternating. Sure. Yeah, and I think I do it a little bit more based off feel. I think it's safe to say that my training volume is significantly less than yours. Um, and I'm especially not moving as much external load as you are from day to day. So I usually feel like I can, I could do four days, but if I do four straight days, like you're saying, it's typically very low impact and very non load bearing. So it might just be some cyclical work on machines. It might just be body weight gymnastics. Um, yesterday 
or yeah, yesterday actually Chase sent me a workout and I was a little bit beat up and I did it um, with the class uh, like supplementally. And between the two workouts, it was bike, row, push up, pull up, air squat, burpee. So very, very low impact type training. Um, what's interesting to look at, those of you that can't see it, if we scroll down to this um, sample template to kind of break down what Taylor just read about if you really push it needing a day on the fourth day because your CNS and your body is probably pushed past its limit. Let's just, let's just look at that. So it has day one, single modality, monostructural only day two, gymnastics and weightlifting day three, MWG really simple, right? So let's just say Monday is 10 K run. Tuesday is Elizabeth, of course, with squat clean, because that is Elizabeth. So squat clean ring dip. And let's just say that Helen day three is Helen. Sure. That's, that's awesome. So very classic days, right? So you've got a single modality monostructural, a classic couplet, classic triplet, two days of running, but yeah, one day was long and slow. One day was short and fast. If you're hitting those at hundred percent effort, you've hit um, what they used to call a medium time domain, you've probably hit somewhere closer to the short time domain and then a long time domain for a lot of people. Thursday needs to be a day off there. Oh yeah. Cool. I, you know, what I also love about this is you see, okay, this first block M is your single, it's each block theoretically here looks like single modality couplet triplet which is so classic crossfit and so simple and each three-day block is going to alternate okay on this first one we have our single modality is monostructural the next one it's going to be gymnastics and the one after that's going to be weightlifting so we're staying very our first couple is gymnastics weightlifting our next is monostructural weightlifting our next is monostructural gymnastics also super cool so you have a, is each, that cool or is that not constantly varied let's get into that so are you saying the the structure of variance is not varied? Sure. Like uh, there's a lot. It depends on who you talk to. And it's like a discussion. You can go down so many rabbit holes. But is part of the variance not being varied sometimes? Like I don't really subscribe to that. But I think I a lot not. of people do. Like we've talked about stretches before. And we went back and found some. Yep. Where yep. three straight days of a block would be a 20 minute AMRAP of a weightlifting movement in, in a gymnastics movement. So having three straight 20 minute AMRAPs of couplets with weightlifting and gymnastics, how is that constantly varied? Mm -hmm. And then someone may push back and say, well, you never know. Sometimes you may have to do something like that. And that is the variance. The fact that it is redundant and not varied causes the variance. So I'm interested in the semantics of it a little bit from your standpoint, would you ever do something like this? It's very easy to see this chart and say, okay, I see what they're doing now. They're, they're making sure that you get in like a heavy day. Cause typically a weightlifting single modality day is going to be a heavy day. And want to make sure you go long with something aerobic and want to make, want to make sure that you're just focusing on your body weight. Like if we do 30 rope climbs for time, maybe that's the single modality gymnastics day. Do you think something that, patterned is good now or do you think that only holds up in 2003 um i what holds up in 2023 do you think that like the this sample of that kind of a 
okay, I know what's coming. Tomorrow's not going to be a monostructural movement because we just did one today. Mm-hmm. Do you think that kind of pattern holds up 20 years later? I think this pattern for GPP, this as written for GPP, you could do this on repeat for, what is this, 10 days? You could do this on repeat for a month, and that is probably about as effective of a fitness program you can write. Then what you could do for the next month is you could make each three-day block kind of undulating in terms of which day the single modality is on or or change the single modality. It's not necessarily like – it's not a 10K run. Let's say your single modality monostructural intervals, your single modality weightlifting is grace, your single modality gymnastics is, you know, 50 strict handstand pushups for time or JT. I don't know if you call that a triplet or not, but it's still single modality. You're doing gymnastic, gymnastic, gymnastic. Um, I, this, I think, A, it's important to note. It's a template, macro view, theoretical. Um, two, it's not like I don't subscribe. I don't like randomized variants i do not like that i also do not like what we what you mentioned before is redundancy for the sake of being redundant just because you may have to experience redundancy in life i think if that's what you're going for do a workout like jt where the movements themselves are redundant don't do like we looked back i i found a week of dot com that greg had written that was the same exact three movements with the same exact rep schemes triplet written in seven different ways for each day of a week. So for example, day one, one K row, seven muscle ups, 15 clean and jerks. Day two, 15 clean and jerks, one K row, seven muscle ups. Day three, a different order. Day four, a different order. And I'm just like, that's fucking dumb. Part of, I, I don't like that. And uh, I'm sure there's a reason Greg did it. My gut tells me he did it just to say, fuck you. You should be able to do this. And I, you know, I don't know. I guess, you know, I'd have to have Sevon ask him, but I don't like that. I just don't think it's, it's necessary. So I don't subscribe to that. I do think this holds up for a class format or for someone just working out alone in their garage. You are going to experience an insane amount of variance so that your body can continuously be adapting and you're not going to fall into a rut with this. That's not like. What so, it's you say, so it's so it's interesting you say that I'm, I'm going to push back on it a little bit and single modality and let's just say in this case we're saying single modality single movement so one movement one modality okay twice in five days so every five days you're doing that twice if you look at competitions slightly different conversation but that's always a hot topic Mm-hmm. Unless it's the game, should we be doing anything single modality, single movement? Is is Does that have its place, whether you do a monostructural that's balanced out with a weightlifting test, whether you do a gymnastics that's balanced out by a, a weightlifting, whatever. Is that like, can you test fitness that way? Well, in the same light for GPP, if you're doing just one thing, twice every five days you think that's enough variance well it's not saying here it has to be a couplet it's not saying that it's saying what i'm you, saying is though the single modality so the n by the m by itself the g by itself or the w by itself if you're just saying that it's only one movement so you can only do a run here well it doesn't uh, say mm it just says m 
Right, but that doesn't mean single modality is just monostructural. That could sure. be that could be a run, swim, run. So if you're saying, I, I, and that's the deal here. I mean, if you're saying you're doing one exercise each of these single modality days, mm. then is it varied enough? I mean, enough is subjective. Is it varied enough to give you devastating fitness? Yes. You will okay. still have elite fucking fitness if you follow this template um, and you give intensity. Key, key here. That'd be an interesting experiment for like you and Andy or for me or for anyone listening that owns a gym, especially ones that have been a little bit more curious about programming. Like I don't know about mm-hmm. you and Andy, but I'm probably a little bit more reluctant to like run little experiments. Yeah, and I think yeah. back in the day, like 2000, 2001, 2, 3, 4, Greg was probably doing a bunch of play. A bunch of Absolutely. You should be. I, I and, mean, I think- and so then again, yeah, it's like I, I'm probably a little bit more rigid in the no, I have these principles. I have these things that I need to hit every week. Um, I would be less likely to say something like, hey, guys, we're going to we're going to run this for a month because we talked about it on the show. I'm just curious how it goes. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to talk to Andy about doing this because I would love to experiment with that. I think nothing, nothing programming wise, aside from our insistence that variance is key and intensity is key, which look, the results speak for themselves, but there are no studies that say, okay, this six month block of comp train with this 30 group of athletes, the control group, and this six month block of misfit and this 30 control group athletes. And we sent them through this, through this fucking block of training. They all ate and slept the same. Like there are no studies like that showing what's better than something else. Um, so again, this is a theoretical template and what you see or what you need to focus on or what you need to look at with your programming is simply the results. Like, look, it's efficacy test, do your programming like this for a month. And then you need some benchmarks to test, test a single modality, monostructural test, something weightlifting, test, something gymnastics, test some classic CrossFit and see the trend in your gym and the score. So it talks a lot about this in the online programming course for CrossFit is that if you're going to program a certain way, you have to try something for a month or two months or three months and then have some tests or some benchmarks to test your members and say, oh, wow, well, looking over the past three months, I thought I did a lot of gymnastics, but no one can do a sub 10 JT in my gym, like no one. Um, so I'm going to have to make some changes or no one can run a sub six minute mile at my gym. I'm going to have to make some changes or no one can deadlift 400 pounds or whatever. Um, so you have to test, but I think the, the thing about CrossFit is the proof is in the pudding and look at the results of the athletes that you have. Um, sure. Yeah. We're, we're kind of in the middle of this, um, eight tests that, you know, we're going to do in six months. So we'll do them again in June something I used to do years ago and I brought back because some of the OG members said they missed it. They missed just that having that thing to chase, having that um, level of accountability that they know they're going to have to retest and they're going to have to come to terms with um, the fact that they want to see improvement or else they haven't been going as hard as they should in the gym. So it's uh, it's been pretty eye opening for me, six tests in of the eight. Um, and we're going to skip a couple of weeks because of Christmas and new year's falling on a Monday this year. And we'll finish them up the following week. But it'll be interesting when we get through all of them and I kind of look at everyone's scores and just be like, wow, we really don't do enough of strict pulling or we don't do enough barbell cycling or we don't do enough, you know, that kind of thing. Just listening to the feedback of the athletes um, saying whether or not they thought it was going to be easier than it was or harder than it was or 
you know, just paying attention to little things like that. It'll be, it'll be cool. So this would be a cool test to run. Let's go, 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 go. Cool. Here we go. Workout structure. Um, we'll just stick to, oh, here we go. Wow. 10 K run JR. Sure. You didn't read this. I did not. I promise. But it, <laughs> what I said was single modality, single movement, that mm -hmm. this is what it's showing here. Mm -hmm. So it's not like what you're saying. Well, the M day could be a mini triathlon. It's like, no, it's either just rowing, just running, just Stairmaster, which comes up a lot in the early journal days, which is pretty, pretty funny. Um, I yeah. think what's key to note is that this was written in 2003 and Greg was a big proponent of the coaches and athletes and programmers that were performing CrossFit to continue to advance the art and programming behind CrossFit, like people putting their own twists on things and experimenting and moving uh, the methodology forward. It wasn't just him saying, oh, this is the style of workout and you shouldn't do that style of workout. I was like, no, anything is fair game. So I think like we're here, they might not have been thinking, Oh, I can do multiple things for a single modality day. Um, but you can't like, this could be 30 ring muscle ups for time. You're getting a ton of metabolic intensity and in practice with the ring muscle up. And for an athlete like me, that's intensity and it's short. And for an athlete like somebody else, it might be an EMOM for 30 minutes of one rep and it's practice. Um, so and this is super geeky though, dude, but I mean, you need to go back. We, we need to go through some of these workouts yeah. and talk about them because talk about like old school programming and how some people can read some of these workouts and be like, that's stupid or whatever. We probably need to clarify what we know or what we think Greg was thinking, right? So we have day one monostructural run 10 K super classic. Okay. We'll move on from that day two, five rounds for time. Five handstand push-ups, five deadlifts at 225, but you go up 20 pounds every round. Now, to a lot of people, they think that ladder format is like a new thing. Dude, this is 2003. I know. And Greg's already doing stuff like That's this. That's crazy. It's really cool to see. And people see five handstand push-ups. Well, that's kind of silly. Like you get 225, 245, 265, 285, 305. It's just a deadlift workout. Dude, I bet you when he wrote that, he either wrote it for his gym and said, if you have to use the wall, you can scale by using the wall. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm serious. Yep, like, if you yep, go yep. back and look, these are probably freestanding. Or if you go back and look at the parallel handstand push-ups that were yep. programmed, he would put in the comments, use a wall if you must. Use a wall if you must. Like, I mean, some of those comments are are so good and so humbling. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just a perfect example of like, I mean, how many people right now, if he said, that's the workout, that's the workout for the day, five rounds for time, and no one's going to say that deadlift is heavy. And that's the point. He's saying, well, I know it's not heavy, but this is a basic gymnastics movement. Being able to do a freestanding handstand pushup is not difficult. So you should be able to. Real quick, we'll finish with this on this article, and then I have one more quote from a different article. The template encourages new skill development. Skill development. If your training doesn't incorporate skill development, if you don't see that in your programming that you're paying for, it's fucking junk. Generates unique stressors, crosses modes, incorporates quality movements. I can't remember who said they hated the term for quality, 
Um, is that a Sherwood thing? I don't know. I don't want to no, call anybody he, out. He, he posts it. Sometimes he'll he will he'll put time or for, for time or not. Yeah. Right. For time or not. Hey, look, this is this is from the fucking archive. You should be practicing new things that you are not good at. This morning, I spent 15 minutes practicing parallel press to handstands, and they frustrated me. And this hits all three metabolic pathways. It does this within a framework of sets and reps and a cast of exercises that CrossFit has repeatedly tested and proven effective. We contend that this template does a reasonable job of formally expressing many CrossFit objectives and values. So if you're looking for a theoretical, quote unquote, template for programming for your own training, this is a great place to start. Also, go to CrossFit.com, look up online courses, buy the programming online course. You're welcome, CrossFit. Spend some money. It will teach you how to do something you probably don't know how to do. I took the programming course, and it was like a, a huge shift. And like, whoa, I should try this. I should try that. Um, it's just an amazing bit of information. Um, okay. The last thing I wanted to mention, we have like probably, it's probably like spent like a couple minutes talking about this. I talked about this with Andy this morning, but I was reading what is fitness yesterday. I reading a part of it and the quote, did I send that to you specifically, Jared? Yeah, here we go. Yeah, you did. It says, this is very important. With interval training, we get all of the cardiovascular benefit of endurance work without the attendant loss of strength, power, and speed. So what it's saying here is with interval work, as opposed to something like, say, zone two, like a long, slow run, you get all of the cardiovascular benefit without the attendant wasting of muscle, which you naturally get when you're going over 40 to 60 minutes of steady state. Um, so typically on Thursdays, I would do like a two on one off or a three on two off, three on one off, which are still intervals, um, probably tar targeting more of that oxidative pathway, maybe some of the glycolytic pathway. Um, but today I did every two minutes for 20 sets, 10 second echo bike as hard as I could. And it was disgusting. And the last set we did 20 seconds instead of 10. Let me tell you, buddy, you don't feel like that after you do a two minute bike erg for an hour. It's just a waste of time. I think this trend of zone two, uh, you know, Peter Rattia talking about it. Ooh, Matt Fraser zone two. It's just, it's fucking busy work. And you know why people like zone two? This is my theory. People love zone two because it's fucking easy. And, let's, and, and, we, and we should probably put, um, we should probably acknowledge the fact that most people over half that think they're in zone two are not. So right. they're not wearing a monitor and not over a certain number. They're just doing an easy flush, right? Like to truly get the benefits. I mean, and you can go back and listen to Chris Hinch. I'll talk about it. And a lot of people talk about it. You know, there, there are a lot of people that swear by it um, as a way to, let's just face it, make the base bigger so the pyramid can grow higher, right? Because you can only get as high as your base. However, I don't think, I think it's overly used and I agree with you for sure. Think about something as simple as improving your mile time. That's a relatively short run. You don't do that by practicing running slowly. No. You do that by running fast and running faster than the mile pace you hope to run at so that eventually you increase your threshold and you're able to do that. So it's uh, it, to your point to achieve the fitness that a lot of competitors are trying to do. I think we could take a big step back from the long and slow That's and just acknowledge that, Hey, maybe this is just another tool and this can be used once or twice a week 
but you don't need to end every single day with a really, really long machine session, which it feels like a lot of people are doing now. It's, it's this, uh, desire for a quick fix or an easy fix. It's this desire for something easy. People love zone two because it's easy to sit on a bike and go at a moderate pace that you're breathing at a moderate effort and you're sweating a moderate amount. It's not easy to say, I'm going to sit here for 40 minutes and I'm going to fucking jam my dick into the concrete for 10 seconds as hard as I can on this echo bike. That's not as easy and you feel much worse, but the fitness return is much higher and your loss of strength and speed and power is none. You gain your strength and speed and power by doing work like that. And you also see the attendant cardiovascular and respiratory gains. It's just, uh, I don't know. I And look, there's a place for long and slow. Like if you know you're going to the games and you're going to get tested on a marathon row, maybe you should do long and slow. Sure. But the yeah, time I think, it I think takes. I big of it is who you are too. Like right, it's who you are. The time it takes to perform effective zone two is much better spent for 99.9% of people on muscle-ups, on handstand walks, on heavy deadlifting, on squatting, on echo bike sprints. Like you have all these other things you got to get better at. Don't waste it doing a slow cardio, people. And if you're a bodybuilder, it's even worse. Get your fucking big fat ass off the treadmill walking up an incline and just do an assault bike sprint every minute. Do a Tabata, assault bike Tabata. Like, I don't know, crazy. Anyways. Wadapalooza? Yeah, Wadapalooza. Let's uh let's give our sponsor a shout out before we move on to some Wadapalooza workouts that are announced. Um we've talked about in the past couple of weeks. Patrick Mitrovich, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia. Any of you guys are looking to save money on personal or business insurance, contact Patrick, super good guy, OG in the CrossFit space. Uh, phone number is 803-818-6980. Again, that's 803-818-6980. Patrick at sfpatrick.com Dan you increase your aerobic capacity by doing aerobic intervals as well and you don't experience the muscle wasting and the loss of strength power and speed yeah, yeah and Dan I don't think anyone is arguing the merits uh, and the things that you can gain by doing zone 2 work what we're just saying is that it seems like it's getting the priority over weaknesses and holes that a lot of athletes have especially at a not world-class level so someone who's a quarterfinals level athlete who wants to make semifinals they're probably going to get tested long in one of the six or seven events but yet they can't clean and jerk 300 pounds or snatch 275 so you still have to be strong enough. You still have to be skilled enough. And it shouldn't take priority over the other things that you need to be doing. I think that's what we're trying to get at here. There's there's definitely things that can be gained from from zone two work for sure. Try to figure out how to zoom in so people can see this better. View. Zoom in. View. What's the okay? Command plus. I'm trying to figure out the old boom. Okay. Interval training, the key to developing the cardiovascular system, right? Aerobic base without an acceptable loss of strength, speed, and power is interval training. Ah, come on, people. And this is crazy too. He talks about uh, intervals of 10 to 30 seconds of work followed by 30 to 90 seconds of rest repeated 25 to 30 times. Listen, fuckers. Go to your gym and do two, do ten, a 10-second echo bike sprint every two minutes. I, I did 20 sets. 
Go do it for 25 or 30. <laughs> Dude, you're obliterated. That is, I mean, you tell me, Jay, that's savage. Yeah, dude, that's a lot. I mean, I on uh, on Tuesday, we did a crash combine where we just had six stations that you had to make your way around in 40 minutes. And two of them were max wattage on a rower and an echo bike. So the biggest number you can see. So for most people, that's a 10 second or less test. And they only got two attempts to do it, but just a true 100% effort. It was really cool to see who excelled and who didn't because a lot of people whether it's what they did in their life they're awesome at moderate they're awesome at hard they're awesome at easy but they don't know what 100 percent really feels like and then you see the people who do one sprint of 10 seconds and they lay on the ground for five minutes after so i think this is important to note this is why you see a lot of these big name athletes doing a lot of zone two. Oh, you can do it and not be beat up great if you are matt fraser and you're training eight hours a day and you need your thursday to be really really easy low impact on the joints and you're eating six thousand calories so you're not going to lose any muscle and you just need something more to do to get more of an edge great um but i still contend that you can get on a biker or a rower and have very low impact on the joints and work for two minutes then rest for a minute and get a lot of intensity in a 40 minute window and still not be beat up by it and you get way more uh, metabolic return. Um, cool. Okay. So Wadapalooza, can you pull these workouts up real quick? Am I doing yeah. that? Or are you doing that? You're doing that. You know, I don't have to do back end stuff. Pa, Wadapalooza. Yeah. <laughs> and while you're pulling that up, the year that you competed. Are the workouts when, on their website? Uh, I'm not sure if they're on the website. I know they're on the Instagram. Here we go. Workouts. Um, when they did the 10 down to one devil press toe to bar in the qualifier, and then they had a workout at Wadapalooza that was 55 and 55. Mm-hmm. Do you remember if they announced that late? Did they like announce that on Saturday night that you were doing that on Sunday? They announced or- it like an hour before. Okay. So I'm wondering are, if there are going to be some workouts we don't know until the event actually happens. So there's a couple of them, at least at least two that Corta, I know of. Cortadito. Cortadito. Am I saying that right? Cortadito. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Stinky butt? <laughs> Dude, I, I, I'm serious. I, 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 I don't, know, don't what it know what that means. means. Okay, cool. Maybe someone – hey, uh, can somebody in the comments tell us what this means? Hey, and someone else in the comments, you have, all right, what time are we at? We're at 39 minutes in. Yep. Yep. You have, you have until, you have until 3930. So 30 seconds. If you can tell me the name of the forbidden fruit in the garden of Eden, the thing that Sevon is handing Taylor, if you can answer that in the next 25 seconds in the comment section, I will send you a crash hoodie. You cannot Google. Dude, I know what it is. You cannot Google it. You cannot Google the actual name of the fruit. 15 seconds. Apple. 15. 10 seconds. Is that right? No. Ooh, wrong bitch. I want the actual name. Wrong bitch. Three, two. Ooh, it ain't a dragon fruit. (laughs) The correct answer is a quince. The correct answer is a quince. Q-U-I-N-C-E. Well, that was funny, Chris G. Dragon fruit. Fuck, you should send. Don't send him a hoodie, but that's a fucking hilarious. Okay, 
Workout right. one at Wadapalooza. Go. Four time. 21.15.9. Parallel bar dips. Hang power cleans. 185.125. Right into 15.12.9. Shoulder to overhead bar muscle up. What I'm hoping here uh, would be a nice twist. Talk with Kiefer a bit about this. You look at 21.15.9. Parallel bar dips. Hang power cleans. And I'm thinking, wow. Uh, 21 bar dips for me. Like those bar dips, easy, unbroken. And that's like uh, the equivalent of a 135 hang power clean. So 185 seems super hang clean dominant. What I would like to see is seven bar dips traverse, seven bar dips traverse, seven bar dips traverse, five traverse, five traverse, five traverse, just like they did for Elizabeth Elevated at the games. That would be awesome. Thoughts on the workout, JR? I agree with you for sure. Um, I think that would balance the two movements a little bit more. Yep. I think when you look at the workout as a whole, and I'm curious what you think about this. Let's just say that the the that the P bars they use are pretty short. Let's say they're like three or four feet, so they're they they don't take up a lot of room. They're they're not going to be able to do tra- they're not going to be able to traverse, and they're allowed to kip. So the first one is mostly dependent on how you cycle the hang clean. Going into the second workout, assuming that's true, do you believe that the shoulder to overhead or the bar muscle up is the deciding movement in that couplet? The bar muscle. Ah, I mean, it depends on the athlete, but to me, without a doubt, the bar muscle up is. Okay. So saying that, and if Kiefer's listening too, do you think it would actually be better if it's just as we look at it? So the first couplet's a little bit more biased to weightlifting and then the second couplet's a little bit more biased to the gymnast. Yeah. I I mean, I think that's, I think that's cool. I think no matter what, just because of the redundancy and what you're going to be fatiguing in the parallel bar dip and the hang power clean, the bar muscle ups are going to be fucked. Dude, the the, the pressing, the the, the pressing stamina mm -hmm. dip, shoulder to overhead and the grip and the press out of the muscle up and the grip. Yeah. So this is cool. I mean, to you, to y'all's point, I was wondering too, if, do you think it would be easy? I think it would be really easy to make the dip strict and just be able to judge that without any issue. I don't think I would like a strict dip. In this. Oh, it depends on what time domain they're looking for. Yeah. That would fucking obliterate women. A strict dip. You think so? For 45? Uh, and, dude, and, you're, and, then, and you're starting with the dip. So you do almost half of them without any interference. But but look at what you're going into. I think it would make that second part of the workout for women a bear. Um I could yeah, I think it's for sure kipping. I'm 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 just kind of talking through it as we look at it. Um No, I think I think it I think it has a uh, potential to be awesome. Yeah. I wonder if there'll be two bars on the floor, you know, so the excited. flow of it. I always think yeah. about those kind of things too. So excited to watch this. This is going to be fucking sick. Now the year you went was celebrate 10, right? Yep. And that was a back-to-back couplet. It, do we know if I don't know enough about Wadapalooza history, have they done a back-to-back couplet every like two back-to-back couplets every year? They did that one that one year with uh, the hang snatch toe to bar hang something chest bar. Um I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough because about Because your history. year they did right celebrate 10 overhead it was the, squat Handstand um, push-up at light and then heavy overhead squat ring muscle up. Sure. Right back to back. Um, oh, okay. Three minutes dash five minutes for time. Ooh, look at what first off. Okay, let me just uh suck my own oh, a little bit. Uh Charlotte Classic, we did three, three, then five minute intervals. So it's pretty cool. I'm sure they had, I'm sure they had no idea I did that. Well, this is based. This is based off their qualifier too, which is I cool. know. But I just think kinda... it's cool that uh, 
other people are doing bigger intervals like that. Um, so three minutes on, one minute off, five minutes on. Right? That's how it reads that to me. Does it make sense? Because mm-hmm. it two says eight-minute cap, though. Two, two scores, though. Two scores, which is but it, but interesting. It says, but it says eight-minute cap, so that would infer – that it would be four minutes on here or it would be a nine minute cap. Am I right? Anyways, Dylan, anybody, if you're watching, please uh, unfuck us here. But what I'm thinking is the eight's probably a typo. It's probably a nine minute cap. Three minutes on, one minute off, five minutes on cap. For time. Um, yeah, read C. it out. Read it off. Okay. So 25, 20. Assault calories on the rower, assault rower, 30 wall balls, standard weight, 2014, 35 chest to bar, 30 box jump overs, 30, 24 inches, 25 dumbbell snatches, 170 pounds. Um, two scores, total reps across all parts. And then time on part C. What is part C? The fuck? Do we need to watch this? Yeah, let's watch it. Can you hear that? Yep. Sick. Stevon, if we get a ding, sorry. Peace and love. Sorry, bro. Okay. Four reps and time. Okay, so it's two intervals, Taylor. Right. It's a three-minute interval with a one-minute rest and then a five-minute interval. Ah, so your first interval is the three-minute score, how many reps you get, and then on the five-minute interval, you yep. start over. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right, I get that. I get that now. I Fuck, I kind of like that. So three, two, one, go. You get as deep into this uh, chipper, mm-hmm. assault row, wall ball, chest of bar, box jump over, dumbbell snatch, and then during the five-minute window, it's your time. And they're assuming any everyone's going to finish. Um, yeah, no, I don't. Th- I think that's a fair assumption. You do. Five minute window. Let's go. Twenty cal assault row. You're gonna have to get that done in forty seconds. Uh, gonna- nah, I mean, let's just let's just call it a minute, and let's just call the wall balls a minute. Two minutes. Okay. Chest to bar. That's minutes. under a minute. Most of them. You think are gonna- so for everyone? Yeah, I, for well, everyone. For, for not for everyone. Right. For so I'm saying this is not for everyone. I'm saying there are gonna be people who don't finish. So look, one minute, two minute, three minutes. 30 box jump overs, four minutes, 25 dumbbell snatches. There are going to be people who don't finish this in five. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if it's written so that you pick. Oh. So that you say, hey, I'm going to try to win the first one, and I'm just going to uh, let the second one be what it is. Or I'm going to slow play because I know I only have a minute to rest, and then I'm going to try to win yeah, the second yeah. Oh, fuck, that's nasty. Well, dude, look, I mean, in the first one, you're not getting to the dumbbell. There's just no way. You're not getting to the dumbbell in the first one. I don't. Do you think? Well, the thing about the the thing about the assault rower, comparatively to the bike, is you don't get that same, you don't get that same sprint yeah. output exponential like no. gain no. like you like you would on the bike. And I, I've I've only done sprints on the air rower a couple times. But it, it doesn't seem like I can ramp it up and get the caloric return like I would on a Concept 2. Um, but, I mean, yeah, the, the tall, really fast squatters, right, fine. 33 to 34 wall balls in a minute is doable. But with the transition, we're just going to say 30 wall balls is a minute. So you're looking at people ending on the box jump over. Mm-hmm. The only thing 
of course I worry about, maybe just because I'm a little bit soft, is if they're ending on the box, no one is not bounding. And I just don't know if I really like that. I don't like bounding. That's that's the one. But they might make them do a step down. I don't know. I just yeah. yeah for the qualifier, I think I saw a lot of people bounding um, mm. in in the qualifier videos, which is fine. I mean, it, it's a sport. You take the risk. I get all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you 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 kind of have to. Like you you can't say well. I'm you're gonna, forced into a situation where like if you don't want to bound, you know you're getting the the dong in the butt. So one minute rest is yeah. is nasty. Dude. Brutal, brutal for sure. Okay, love that double or nothing. Two attempts of the following. Only two attempts. Okay. One snatch, one hang snatch. And your tie break is max overhead squats at that weight, I'm assuming. So one. for the qualifier, uh, and someone can correct me in the comments. I know a lot of people probably did this. Was it not almost the same complex? I think it was. It was a, it was a, it was a one snatch. Or maybe one snatch, one overhead squat, one hang snatch. Yeah, it was. I think it was one snatch, one hang snatch, one overhead squat, and okay. then it was. I, know like, I was going to say it's pretty. No, it was one snatch, one hang snatch, and then you held the bar overhead and you did max reps at your weight for overhead squats for as the tiebreaker for your weight. So you did a snatch and a hang snatch, and as soon as you finished the hang snatch, you went into your overhead squats mm. for as many as you could. Okay, that's sick. Okay, so here's their repeat. Cool, I like that. I kind of like that. I, I don't mind. Like You know what I loved about the games is uh, in 2017 when they we had 17.5 and then they went heavy in person. I thought that was super cool. Worm Fran. So this looks like a team workout yeah. only. Uh, we want to go over it or we not give a F? Oh, this is cool. Though. Yeah, let's go over it. Pretty cool because I we think something it. that after the games did the ring complex, if you're like me and probably you, I was expecting a bar complex. Oh, time out. We got to rewind. Okay. Here. Did someone correct us? Yes. So look. Three-minute AMRAP. Mm -hmm. Then a five-minute AMRAP. Mm -hmm. And then straight through for time. Okay. So the for time is the eight-minute cap. So everyone should finish. Right. So it's three-minute AMRAP of these movements. Then a five-minute AMRAP of these movements. And then you get a minute of rest. And then you go straight through this for time. So when it says total across all parts does that mean that if you finish the third one you that you get credited for that so it's right. all three right i okay. think so that's that's nasty okay yeah. all right we just unfucked ourselves or someone bryson unfucked me yeah, thank me. you for letting us know okay um we're in fran but yeah what i was gonna say i think after the ring complex at semis a lot of people were wondering would they do a chest to bar toe to bar bar muscle up type thing pull up chest to bar bar muscle up mandatory unbroken requirement at the games it didn't happen but a lot of people are probably thinking that that's something that's on the table now so i think it's cool to see other competitions doing it yeah so we got 21 thrusters with the worm remember these are three person teams and then each person has to go eight seven six chin over chest to bar bar muscle up and then they have 15 and each athlete has to do six five four and then nine each athlete has to do four, three, two, and then another set. So you got 21, 15, nine, and then there's still a six after three, two, uh, one. I love it. And you know, that. the tough thing about it is these two athletes are going to stay on the worm and hold it while the, that athlete's working on the rig, I think is an, as a nice spicy challenge. Um, is this teams of three as well? Okay. Four times. Speaking of JT. 
Uno, dos, tres. Speaking Mr. Worldwide. JT, JT type redundancy. Wall walk, strict, HSPU. Um, then 60 HSPU. One holds handstand, one works, one rests. Woof. Yeah. So for those of you that can't see it, four time, 20 wall walk, 40 strict handstand push up, 60 kipping. Just got to get through the chipper. Boy. One holds, one works, one rests. And you Into got two. Yep. 240 synchro double under. Let's stay there. What do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, cotton. Stop texting. Jeez. I'm not texting, dude. I'm closing my <laughs> eyes and saying, uh, cotton. Like I'm trying to figure out how that would work as a judge. Uh, <laughs> I'm fucked, dude. I don't, I don't know if I'm judging, I'm fucked. I'm good at counting double unders with one person, but you introduced two. No, I right. Don't. Yeah. So two work, one rest on that. And then is it okay? Kind of like a up and back um, rep scheme format, but like a true chipper. Ooh, all 60 deadlift, 40 row. hand clean, 20 front squat. And that is everyone. So we got three people working, but you get to pick who takes the heavier load, who takes the moderate load, who takes the lighter load. That's so 135, insane, 155, 165. Or that means... Each way, each everyone does the deadlift weight. at 165. Right. Then every, I, I don't think so. I think it's there's three, there's only three bars on the floor mm -hmm. a light, a medium, a heavy, and you got to pick. And if that's the case, I fucking love it. That that's is really sick. cool. Yeah. yeah last, cool. so remember last year, we were wondering how it would look. Kettlebell about them, bar bar. ring muscle up, bar muscle up. And oh, that yeah. ended up working out pretty well. But then yep. the next part of that workout was, one person is squat snatching, one person is squat cleaning, and they could kind of rotate. The, the weights were different. So yeah. this is kind of a, a spin off that same concept. I love the fact that all three have to do work the whole time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool. Cool. So these are the Wadapalooza workouts. Um, if you want to show up to Wadapalooza, if you want to have a sick workout, then come watch us talk shit about the athletes before they're about to exercise. Buy your ticket to Miami. Buy your ticket to WZA. It's going to be a sick trip. We're going to work out. We're going to talk about working out. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be it's Miami. Okay? So, you know, if you don't go, you're dumb. We're broke. We're both. It's all good. <laughs> yes, someone mentioned Mayhem uh, at Rogue, and I actually spoke to Jake Locker, asked him if he was going to be down there. Asked him if he'd want to jump on and talk programming. He said, absolutely. So, yeah, any suggestions to get people on with us to talk about some of the workouts and stuff uh, would be cool. Jake Locker, do you think anybody at Mayhem knows what a quince is? Absolutely. <laughs> For sure. Cool. Wow. Quinch. I thought it was queef when you guys were texting about it in the, in the, in the group chat. I thought, thought that was the forbidden fruit. But, all right, guys, sorry. See you guys next week. Another huge announcement. Have fun. Goodbye. Please end the show. I didn't mean to leave. Yeah, it was just my big face on the screen. We're what? still alive. <laughs>